Hello and welcome back to the Business Casual. My name is Stacey and today I'm joined by YouTuber, influencer, and social media queen, Brooke. Brooke, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, thank you for calling me a social media queen. I don't know if I've reached queen status, but I'm trying my best out here. Thank you. No, you have the best content and guys, you definitely have to follow her amazing content. Oh, the presets, you. everything always looks so good. <laughs> I'm honored, truly. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit more about yourself and giving an introduction to our listeners? Yeah, of course. So I am 23 years old. I recently moved to New York City almost two months ago, like a month and a half. Um, I actually went to the universe. I'm originally from Long Island, New York. I'm like, I bopped all over the place, if you want to say location wise. And then I uh, graduated from college and then I just moved to New York City from Boston. But I guess all throughout my lifetime, like what I am by nature, what most people know me by is what you kind of said, Stacey. Um, I am a YouTuber. I have a social media presence. I guess I have a podcast and um, doing all of those things and kind of vlogging my way through it all. I started making, my videos started getting more popular, I would say like through college. And then I did a lot of videos about um, adulthood. I had a job for a little bit after college. So my channel grew a lot through that, but now I am so lucky. Um, I'm I am able to support myself full time doing this. I post three videos a week and a podcast and it's super fun. Wow, that is a lot of content, but it's amazing. And you guys should definitely check up work on all of her channels. And so you just recently moved to New York. What was that experience like, especially in the Corona time? Yeah, it's definitely, um, I mean, I say to everyone, everyone's like, are you out of your mind? Because literally everyone's leaving. That's like everyone that I've talked to is like heading and out. Um, (laughs) I was home from March until July or June, whatever. Um, And it just home, home, meaning like I moved back in with my parents. Like it was never my intention. I moved out for good. I was like, my parents, like, haha, I'm 22. Like I have my own apartment. Um, and then I moved back in. I have a great relationship with my family, but I just, I'm a very independent person now. I'm used to, I live completely alone. I lived alone in Boston and I just needed space again. I kind of wanted to kind of move forward with my life. Um, on top sure. of that, rent deals are great right now. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's like, I'm not going to lie. Like it was a steal, like certainly, <laughs> certainly not. Um, but it definitely is better timing now and I kind of it's unpredictable you know what the winter will be like but I live so close to home now that if I'm if I need to you know zip home for a few months or like just stay at home home for a few months with my family I could totally do that and have the comfort I guess and the privilege and luxury of like being able to go back and forth um but I have so far loved it it's definitely like you said weird times Overall, I feel like it, the city isn't the normal city. I mean, no doubt. But yeah. I still feel comfortable doing certain things. And it's a kind of a nice way to get uh, used to the city, I guess, and set in it because it's not so go, 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 so busy. Right. Like, I'm able to, like, actually take a stroll and not have people, like, breathing behind my neck. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, it's New York City. I don't know how you can go wrong. It's one of my favorite cities that we've been to. So congratulations on the move. And yeah, hopefully it continues to be uh, the city that never sleeps for you. Yeah, right, thank you. Um, So before we start, we're gonna do five rapid fire questions. So you have about five seconds to think and have fun with your answers. Okay. So the first one, fitting what we were just talking about, what is the favorite US city that you've been to that you're not currently living in? Okay, one that comes to mind right now, I can't tell if it's because I really wanna go there or just because I genuinely love it, but Miami. Mm. few times that I've been I love it it is a favorite vacation destination slash um I mean it really only is a vacation destination (laughs) for me um but I just think the beach I'm not even a huge beach person but I just think beaches are beautiful and every time I go there it's been a solid 10 out of 10 times so 
I love it. Amazing. And what is the craziest fan or subscriber experience you've ever had? Ooh, if you've had one. one. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and say like, I've had crazy experiences. I think my niche, niche of YouTube, if you want to say, doesn't really allow for, or doesn't allow, it's not, doesn't allow for, but it's not really like fangirl type. It's like right. very, my content's like super relatable. So a lot of my subscribers yeah. are my age, a few years younger, a few years older. So it's not like anything to- totally wild. I mean, I've definitely had people like say things that I, I can't believe I've had such like an impact on their life, but that's not even like the craziest thing. That's like a positive, crazy thing. Yeah. Like, you know, when I, when people That's what you like, want. You want to yeah, know you've yeah. had that positive impact on people. Yeah, like, you know, you've helped me through, like, such dark times. Like, people really feel comfortable opening up to me, I think, in person, too, especially, which I feel so blessed about. If you could be from one decade or era, which would you choose? Okay, I have to say my parents are, like, the 70s, 80s. It just seems Mm -hmm. like it was a fun time, a simpler time. They tell me about, like, their fun high school experiences before, you know, social media and everything. And I feel like it was, like, not the olden days enough. Like, they still had some stuff. Like, they still had TV and things like that. But they didn't have to – if they wanted to talk on the phone, they would have to be like, Mom, I have the phone tonight. I I just, like, love that. (laughs) I agree. Uh, They also had the best music. I'm not a huge fan of our music nowadays. Yeah, I I would agree with that. They have some great – like, if you're looking for anything, just, like, to get a room going, like – 80s 70s like that's such safe yeah. music to play yeah 100 percent uh what is your drink of choice it can be alcoholic non-alcoholic like what's your favorite thing to drink coffee tea yeah okay so we'll do i have three drinks of choice um, okay I, I love that <laughs> i'm a water gal through and through okay like i'd really just always am drinking water just plain i mean uh would i love a fruit infused or something <laughs> yes but like i think a brita like i just have a brita and i just do like plain water um I, my iced coffee is just iced coffee with almond milk or soy milk, like a little milk in it. And then um, my drink of choice, like at a bar, if I'm going to like a nicer establishment, like this isn't really at just like, if I'm going to like a college bar or something like that, yeah. I wouldn't order, but it's a dirty martini, actually okay. dirty. So a lot Very of bougie. olive juice. I like it. It's, I mean, it's just phenomenal. I, it's, it's nice because it's, I say it and people are like, oh, classy, whatever. And it is definitely, but I like it because it's a savory drink. And mm-hmm. I find that when I drink drinks that are a little too sweet, it hurts my stomach and yeah. like my teeth. And like, it just, I mean, I know that's annoying to say. And the hangovers are worse in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Um, very sugary because it hits you faster. You don't realize it. And then. Yeah. Like all the, if it, I, I love them. I mean, they're delicious. Like, you know, something like a pineapple juice, orange juice, like mixture or whatever. But then yeah. the next morning it's not fun. um lastly what's your zodiac sign and do you think it matches your personality I definitely believe in it I'm an Aries and then I'm a rising and moon Leo and I believe like full heart like it that the whole picture describes me I don't think it's just your sun sign you know what I mean I think that's where people get twisted a lot yeah See, I'm not really caught up. Okay, I had to include this question because I'm a Leo, so it's Leo season oh right now. Oh my god, I love Leos. That yes. makes sense. <laughs> but I'm like my rising moon. I don't really know what that is. I haven't looked into it. I just know that when I look up Leo, like I'm a hundred percent a Leo, and I like very much think it matches my personality. So I yeah. love asking other people because some people like don't think it does. They're like they're only the cusp of two. So yeah, like one or the other. It's interesting. Do you um? Do you know what time you were born? I was born. Oh, you don't actually, need to do. tell me. I don't, I wouldn't know. It was but in the morning. It was like very early in the morning. You can go in and either Google or there's apps. I mean, there's like an app that everyone has called CoStar or whatever. And you can put I in heard your, of it. You put in your birth time and it will tell you, I don't rely on those for like horoscopes, right. but I, yeah, yeah. it will tell you what you're rising and your um, moon are. So if you want to mm, get a better picture of it, I, I mean, it, there's so many areas of astrology that I like dive into and I've spoken to 
I think what really like sold me all on it is I talked to an astrologer and she really like broke it oh, all down for me and I was like yeah it was really great um like definitely I've never even heard of an astrologer before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool um well I'm glad that we have matching because you said you were at rising moon was a Leo so Oh, I, I love Leos. Just good energy. Are you like more of like a leader type? Like you seem like yes, you are. So yes, yes then 100% you're a Leo. Yeah. Okay. So Brooke, I want to hear more about the YouTube influencer world. It's something that has always just amazed me and something that a lot of people still don't even understand. And especially like my parents and like that generation, it's something like so new to them, but it's totally changed the marketing world, the business world, the commerce world, like the way people advertise now has completely changed due to this like influencer era. Totally. So I want to hear more about like when you started your channel, why you started it and kind of that moment that you realized it was more than just a passion or something you like doing, but something that you could actually make a career out of. Yeah. So I am an old school person like this. Um, I started, I've been on YouTube. I've had like a presence on YouTube since I was in middle school, um, like very early middle school on a different channel. I was the first one of my friends to like really get into YouTube. I had a laptop and I just found YouTube one day and then I found um, all those viral videos, of course, you know, like the Fred and like the Charlie bit my finger. I don't know if you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> I say it to people and some people are like, I don't know. Like, it depends like how it's No, no, yeah. I, I, I knew all those videos. Yeah. So I found all those and then I found like um, a community of people my age that were making more like music videos and skits, did that for a little bit, left that channel. And then I found, I just, I was a viewer for a few years silently. And then I found in like 2011, the beauty and fashion community. So I hopped in, I made like outfit videos and makeup videos. I mean, very, I really didn't stray from those two categories for a while. And I did that from like freshman, my freshman year of high school to kind of like my junior year of high school started kind of expanding out of that, just like super closed off niche, niche, whatever. I, I just did it because I was a really outgoing person. I always liked to be busy. I was super involved in school, but I loved having something outside of school that I could like come home and focus on. And honestly, I just saw other people doing it and like felt genuinely fell in love with it. Like it was so pure. Um, I definitely knew, like I saw those bigger influencers like the Bethany Modas and the Blair yeah. Fowlers of the world that were definitely like getting paid from it. But I was never at that point at that, you know, in those ages, whatever, 2013, 2014. I think I got my first like probably paid opportunity. I think that was probably like 2014 or 15. Um, I was making some money off of Google AdSense, which are those mm -hmm. ads that play like in the video. So if you're watching someone's video and it like breaks away to an ad or a commercial, that creator is probably getting paid. So right. I would get like very small, like we're talking like $25 checks from Google. My parents were like, why is Google sending you checks, bro? <laughs> I was like, uh, remember, like I do that YouTube thing. Um, they're very supportive, so but they, yeah, they just never fully like grasped it. I think in yeah. the beginning it was kind of, it's confusing. It's, it's, and my parents aren't super tech heavy people. I think that generation, it's either you're, you're into it or you're not. And my parents were like, what? I don't get it. Like what the heck? And Even now, still to this day, I show my mom some girls who are like influencers and mom is like, I don't get it. And I'm like, I oh, know this is the new era. This is what people want to see what other people are doing. And that's honestly what it basically is. Like people just love seeing what other people are doing, how totally. they live their life, what they wear, where they go. Like it's a really, and I, I'm not going to lie. I love it as well. I follow a lot of different YouTubers. I'm very much into that whole influencer world. Yeah. I, I mean, I love it too. At the end of the day, I'm a fan. Like I watch 
so much YouTube. My YouTube friends always say that they're like, I think Brooke watches the most YouTube because whenever <laughs> we're like in normal times, we'd get together and like they'd be like, oh, did you hear about so and so? I was like, yeah, I watched the blog. And we're like, oh my gosh, like you watch <laughs> so much. You like, I'm I'm actively watching. I'm not even so much like I love Instagram, like those other things, but I YouTube is it for me. Like I just yeah. love the content. So for me, I'm really, really lucky because it really did start as a true passion. I think for some people now it's tough because I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, and I'm not judging by any means because I think it's a great time to get into it. Like people ask, you know, do you think the market's saturated or whatever? Like absolutely not like hop in. But of course now everybody sees these shiny things like the TikTokers, like Addison, Charlie, Dixie, like all these crazy opportunities that they get and they think that it's going to come overnight. Meanwhile, yeah. they are point oh 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 oh. Oh, 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 1% of the people who, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, doesn't, yeah, no, for it, sure. it doesn't happen like that for everybody. I don't even know what their like secret sauce is or how they got so popular or whatever. It's so hard for me to like explain that. But yeah, there's a, I mean, it's, no, I, it's I totally understand what you're saying because <laughs> now, like, for example, you started your channel or you started creating content back in 2011. So, like, it takes time. But because a lot of us now we like see so many influencers, we think that happens overnight and we forget how long it took them to get where they are so i totally understand what you're saying that i agree it's not a saturated market but it's definitely you have to have the patience and like the work ethic to really like be consistent with your posting and like keep it going to really like build your followers and build totally. an actual career out of it and so like talking about careers and passions you went to the college the same time you're building up your brand what was that experience like and how did you manage your time yeah it's it was tough. Honestly, my priorities, I, I set my priorities, you know, straight out of the gate. And it always was in high school too. I always, I, I was never like top of my class. Like I'm not a natural genius, but I worked really hard and I got involved and I did a lot of things. Um, and I knew, you know, when I had to put an extra effort and when I didn't have to or whatever. So I kind of applied that same mentality to college. I was like, you know, school will always come first and social life. I was like, I only have four years of college. Like for me, that's how I looked at it. I, I mean, of course, everybody has their own timeline, but for me, it was four years. So I was like, I have four years to really make this awesome or like that. Essentially, that's what I wanted to focus on while I was at school. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to be a real college student. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to college for no reason. Like, I want to be a college student and do college student things. Um, so I, I get I that my, full experience. Exactly. So I set my priorities right out of the gate. Of course, did that mean there were lull periods on YouTube? Yes. Um, I'm not one of those people who's like, I've been posting consistently weekly forever. Like, unfortunately, no, that's not my story. Um, I, I mean, definitely just personal struggles. Also, sometimes you take a toll, you know, I had down periods in my life where I was like, I don't want to film videos. Like, and that's natural and normal. Like, why would you want to, you know, showcase your life when you like are in fits of, I don't want to be like so depressing, but like you're sad and all this stuff. Like you don't necessarily want to whip out a camera and be like, you know, oh, I'm so sad. And I'm getting more comfortable at doing that now because I'm realizing that the audience actually respects and appreciates that a lot more than just someone being like, I'm having an amazing day every single day. It's like if every day is an amazing day, then the it's baseline- not and yeah, it's not then the, true. Exactly. Then the baseline for a good day is an amazing day. So you're just setting yourself up for like feeling like crap, like in the long run, whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely tough. I'm not gonna lie. Like colleges, it, at least my school, I felt like it was pretty demanding um, mm -hmm. at certain points more than others. Of course, there were some semesters where I was like, wow, I can't even think about like editing a video right now and others where I definitely had more time. So it definitely ebbed and flowed. Um, and towards the end of college, when I started focusing more time on YouTube, I would be like, all right, you know, let me 
leave my Fridays open so that I can film or like, yeah. you know, travel if I need to. Um, so a little bit of balance here and there. And my, I mean, my channel grew a lot in college too. I think that had to do with, I started my podcast, uh, my senior year of college. And that helped a lot because I started with another, um, my co-creator, Danielle, who had at the time a significantly larger following than me. She still does, but a lot, so a lot of crossover from those followers kind of came over at the time. So I think there's a lot of various reasons, you know, for the growth. It's hard to like pinpoint like what it was. And then how was the post-grad life for you? I know you said that you actually had a real job for a while and then were you still content creating at that time or did you like take a break from it and then go back to it? Yeah. So I, I did have a real job. Um, I, I honestly, I got a real job for a variety of reasons. Number one, I felt like I had a degree and I had to use it. I was like, Oh, I just graduated this four year business degree. Like, all right, well, I guess the next natural step is to, you know, get an entry level job with my degree. Um, and then I was kind of struggling with like interest wise and this opportunity, I'm not going to say it like fell on my lap, but it just kind of like lined up really well for me. Um, I originally looked for jobs in New York that didn't work out. So I got a job in Boston doing tech sales. Um, I hate sales. I don't know why I ever thought that would be a good idea. Like I could sell, uh, like I'll sell my subscriber, not even sell, but like I will convince my friends and like my family or so, which in turn turns into like my subscribers, I guess, you know, like I love this coffee cup. Like you have to get this coffee cup, but when it comes to like actual sales, like, Hey, buy this product. It is hard. It is difficult. Like it, I I give these people so much credit. So definitely the job fit wasn't for me, but also my social media presence was growing even more. Um, and I just realized, you know, if I want to take this risk of foregoing a traditional career path, I should do that at 22, 23 instead of, which there's nothing wrong with doing it at any age, but it just, in my head, it just sounded better to do it at this point in my life than to do it, you know, when I have kids maybe down the road or, um, when I'm at like a less, when I'm at a place in my life where I can't be as, um, where I need more stability, I guess, you know what I mean? Because I guess at this point, it's really just me and the world. I don't have to worry about, you know, I don't even have any pets or anything. Like, I don't have to be like, let me feed my kids or my pets or whatever. Like, it's really just me. So if anything goes wrong, I can, you know, use my degree and pick it back up again. I save a lot. I think that's a really big thing. I know we'll get into that, but um, yeah, I think with a career path like this, you just have to know that you're going to, you might have a good month. You might have a bad month. It's not the consistency is there is none. (laughs) Like it is crazy, Um, but I love it. So that's amazing. That's what you want. I mean, I know you said you ended up doing, taking a real job, we'll call it, even though your job is also real, but like Thank you a, for traditional, a yeah. traditional job um, in the workplace. And I think it's great that you got that experience too. You kind of like know what you like and know what you don't like. And you can take that. And like, like you said, the future is uncertain for anyone in any position, in any job. So just like keeping your options open and just like doing what you love, I think is so, so important. Um, really? It's so great that you're doing what you love what you love every single day and like as long as you're doing what you love at the end of the day what I really think is that it'll work out doors will open you'll find ways to make money off that and like it'll all work out in the end and kind of going off that from the business perspective of being an influencer YouTube like even the podcasting world it's still so so new to so many people and a lot of people don't think it can be a full-time job so what tips or advice do you have for people who maybe like or want to know, but like working with big brands and like being, making sure that you're not being taken advantage of. Cause I think that's also something that people struggle with, especially when you're in your twenties or you're starting your career in like any industry, you feel that you, it's almost like the whole like imposter syndrome. You feel like you shouldn't be too young still. So kind of like, what are your thoughts on that? Like what advice do you have in that era or that? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, my, my first tip is even if you're, if you're just starting or if you're, you know, I don't, I, I don't think like there's a certain number to hit to like start getting money or whatever. Like there's really not, I know people who have 50,000 subscribers that have a full-time living off of this. So it's right. really just how you monetize and how you choose to do that or how loyal your fan base is. You know what I mean? Cause you could have 50,000 subscribers and get 50,000 views per every video, or you could have 50,000 subscribers and get a thousand. So, and there's nothing wrong with either of those. I'm just giving examples. Um, but I, I will say like first and foremost, before we like get into advice for like working with brands and stuff, make sure you focus on like producing good content. You know what I mean? Like put, make sure that you're building a brand first. Like you need a foundation to go on top of. I think that's a mistake that I made too early is I took a lot of brand deals that I probably shouldn't have. And it didn't really like impact me in the long run, but I felt like um, I also worked with a manager that kind of pressured me to take certain deals that I was like, wait, this doesn't really align with my brand. And then I would get a ton of comments and people who probably left my channel because they didn't see me as you know someone who has integrity or whatever it is and now I'm at a point where I'm so lucky that I actually have the ability to choose you know who I want to work with essentially or like I'll get offers I decline so many offers so many offers that are paid well but it just doesn't align well um and you know I know that my audience would watch it and be like okay bro, like we know you don't <laughs> use this whatever it is you know what I mean um but I guess for those people who are ready to like take a dip in and like want to work with brands um my advice for like rates and things like that it's tough because there's really no baseline um I mean the the few things that I could say to you are try to make some friends in the space that have a similar following to you and talk to them about what they're making um I mean, me and my friends on YouTube, like we're kind of at different points, but sometimes we'll share, you know, Hey, like, did you get over X amount for, you know, working with this company? I'm, I want to work with the same company. So I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, brands also have different budgets. You know, if it's a larger brand versus a smaller brand, um, some brands only do things, you know, in exchange for gifting. So you just want to be really clear on, um, the kind of responsibilities and everything from that, from the get go. Like if a brand is sending you a product, you want to be clear, are they expecting you to show it on your channels or is it truly just gifting like are they just giving it to you so i think you want to have clear communication with these brands and one thing that i would recommend doing is even if it is just gifting or like low budget in the beginning that's where the networking comes in and like maintaining a positive relationship with these companies and checking in and being like and i'm i have a lot of people to help me with these areas now i have um, a manager and an agent who kind of take care of that end of it but in the beginning i was doing this um where I would be like, hey, you know, I finished that video. And usually after you do a campaign, you have to send your analytics, like your reports to be like, hey, look, you know, this video got this amount of views and this amount of engagement, like whatever. And then they yeah. usually track on the back end, like I guess the link clicks and like the coupon codes and stuff like that. Um, but provide that information to them, even if they're not asking for it, just to show that you have, you know, people watching and people engaging and like your audience cares or whatever it is, even if the, those numbers may be low or whatever it is, just to do that building, you know, valuable media kits. It takes time to do all this to like really set it up. And I'm always adjusting my sort of like, I have like a digital media kit now and I'm always adjusting mine because I think that it's important to reflect currently. And if you're sending yeah. that out to companies, if you're doing company outreach um, and I mean, don't be afraid to do company outreach. I think a lot of influencers don't, Actually, I think that a lot of like small businesses do, but influencers don't reach out. And I've done that before. When I was in, I'll give a personal anecdote. When I was in college going into, I think my sophomore year, I just literally found an email to email Pottery Barn team. I love Pottery Barn and I used to get the catalog in the mail. Um, they have for, great dorm stuff. That's for PB dorm. That's what yeah. I got. And um, I reached out and I was like, hey, I'm Brooke Mitchie. I'm a huge fan of your 
business. Like I've been purchasing for years. Like, you know, um, I am a college YouTuber and I think we would align well. We hopped on a call. They paid me. That was my highest paying brand deal, like up until that point. And I literally just, bl- I mean, my email probably, I don't even want to read it back. It was probably <laughs> a mess because who knows what I was saying back then, but it just shows that you have, and I, and like I said, my channel wasn't nearly what it is today, but it just shows if you have passion towards a brand, they, they want to work with people that are passionate about their brand too. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, you know, I, whatever, I love candles, reach out to candle companies, you know, keep it on brand, of course. Um, but like I said, patience with it. Don't try to overdo it. Um, I've seen too many people, like I said, lose their integrity and lose followers, honestly, in general, because they they go too at it with the brands. And I know it's it's enticing when you get those shiny offers. I get it, but um, you got to stand strong. <laughs> and I think exactly what you're talking about in terms of just like reaching out and not being shy. I think even goes further than just influencing. I think even in your day-to-day life, if there's someone who has the job you want or works at a company you want, like don't be shy to ever like reach out. People are so willing to help and answer questions and work with you. And I know you think that, oh, I'm just like a college university student. Like they don't really care about me. Like, no, they do. They want to know you're like the next generation that's going to be working in that company or be taking over those jobs. Like they want to talk to you. So just like even outside of YouTubing and influencing and podcasting, just like don't be shy to reach out and you never know like if you don't put yourself out there then you're never gonna know so if you put yourself out there and even if they say no then like nothing changed you were in the exact same spot but at least least you had the courage to ask and then maybe you learned something from it maybe they gave you advice on like how you sent your email or maybe you know something you know you never know what's going to come out of it like just putting yourself out there 100 percent I think a lot of people, I mean, I would assume a lot of people who listen to this podcast are around our age, like maybe yes. younger, like new in their career. Yeah. A lot of people are surprisingly like really, really, really willing to help us. Like us, like people who are entry level in our career, like yeah. younger. And I don't want to like play into like ageism, of course, but like it helps. Like it really does help. Um, I noticed when I would reach out to people in college and be like, oh, I'm in college. Like they are so much more likely to answer because they're like, oh, like she's new in her studies like eager they they know that they're passionate exactly completely yeah so even if you are older like whatever it is I think yeah just the reach out in general helps a lot but also just showing that you are kind of just getting started in whatever it is I think that helps a lot too even when I get emails like I can't get back to everything but when I get you know from girls who are like hey I'm just starting my YouTube channel if I have time I like try to reply of course um because that's like a great time to like jump in and help them you know what I mean like they're just getting started like hey can you I get those all the time. Like I just started, can you watch my, like one of these videos and give me some notes or whatever it is, which I think is so cool. Like do stuff like that. And then you might yeah. get like a shout out from your favorite YouTuber. Like, I don't know. <laughs> For sure. No, the power of mentorship is insane and mentors can have really big impacts on your life. And it doesn't even have to be a mentor. That's like in your personal life 24 seven that you see all the time. Even if it's just one connection you have with them, one interaction, like you said, like you just watch their YouTube video and make notes at that one time. Yeah. Like that is really gonna have like a lasting impact on them. And you never know, you know, how much of an impact it's gonna have. So yeah. just like also for anyone that's listening that maybe as a college student, even if high schoolers reach out to you and like, hey, I have questions about the program you're in. Like, can I ask you? Like just whatever you put out is also gonna come back to you. So kind of like it goes both ways. And moving away from that a little bit, I know you said you had some tips for saving in your 20s considering you do live alone um, and you're only 22. What are are your tips for saving in your 20s? Yeah. um, Okay. Well, I will start out by saying I'm very, very, very privileged to be an influencer to do this because I think that I, comparatively speaking, 
am making a vastly different amount of money than the typical person who's, you know, 23, just post-grad, because I see it with my friends who are like, yeah. you know, um, I can't go out this weekend. Like, I don't have the funds for it, whatever it may be. So I, I recognize like my privilege and everything to be able to save and like still live this life and everything. So don't feel, and I, I never want to make anyone like feel shamed or whatever for that. You know what I mean? Like everyone's path is different. And I know people who are like 30 and they're just now like working on their, you know, saving retirement plan, like whatever it is, 40, whatever it may be, you know, it's different for everybody. But if you have the ability to do it, um, I think that what a method that I kind of do is, I've been saving, I'm, I'm not the best, by the way. I don't budget. I don't really do anything like this. Of course, I monitor my spending, like, okay, online shopped, like, at the beginning of the month, Brooke, do you really need to do it again? You know, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, good yeah. at, like, Qu checking Quarantine myself. online shopping was not good. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we don't have to go into it. Yeah. <laughs> and do I treat myself? Yes. I definitely believe in, like, that. And, like, I believe in investing in certain things. I, I invest in, like, luxury accessories, but I'm not going to go buy, like, a designer sweatshirt. It's just not my style. I'm, like, I can get a sweatshirt at target you know what I mean but I, I but I love a good designer purse like belt whatever it may be and I think it's nice if you are working super hard to and whatever treating yourself looks like too so to some people treating yourself is like getting a piece of cake and like chocolate or whatever you know what I mean it can be yeah, so yeah. different so for saving I just go with the general mentality these days of putting majority of my money like if I get a paycheck um, I'm going to give like fictitious numbers here. Right. So let's just say my rent is $500 and then like utilities, all that stuff is, these are like really like fake numbers. Um, utilities, all that stuff is a hundred and then, um, whatever. So then what something I might do if those were my financial situations. Um, and then obviously you have to worry about food and stuff like that anyways. And then you get, you know, a $2,000 paycheck or whatever it is, I would probably put a thousand of that right away into savings or more if you could afford to, and then only live off of that other money, the money that you put in savings or whatever you do with it, invest it, do something else with it. I definitely recommend investing, which I don't really feel equipped to like give everybody investing advice because that's really in various person to person. And that's like really tough territory, but okay, let's say that you, you know, put aside the thousand and then the other money, of course, like pay your rent, pay your utilities. And then, um, the rest of it can be like your fun money. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely believe in going out with your friends and doing all that, but there's ways to make it work where you don't have to go to the bar and drop, you know, $200 every time, or yeah. you don't have to, you know, if you're going shopping with your friends, you don't need to go on a shopping spree every weekend. You could buy one top and like keep moving. You know what I mean? And I think that's like where it comes to like living life in balance and not really verging too far in either direction, I guess. Um, Cause I definitely believe in both. And I think you should live your life. Like you're in your twenties, you know, you should be able to do those things. Um, of course it is like a luxury to do that, but I'm also like so much of a person, like, I don't believe I, I, I read some investing advice and they're like, you know, don't buy Starbucks because it's $4 a day. And it's like, if that's, <laughs> if that Starbucks is going to provide you significant enjoyment, that's like where you want to spend your money, spend your money on it. But then maybe just don't like go out to eat, you know, twice a week, maybe go out to eat once a week, like whatever it is, like fraction off the money, like in certain ways. Um, when it comes to budgeting advice, like if you are someone that like wants to budget, there's a bajillion like great apps now, um, empower mint. Um, and then honestly, I always direct people to my friend, Natalie Barbu. She has a budget template. Um, it just, it never stuck for me. I mean, I, I just feel like I'm pretty good about checking myself and like recognizing that I also work with an accountant that kind of helps me like manage, you know, what, um, is a business write-off and things like that. So it's, it's a little different for my situation, I will say, but I am a, a, at this point in my life, like I said, with the unpredictability of my job and everything, I'm a heavy saver. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I think that, like you said, it's just a balance and kind of finding that balance. And also, just like finding what works for you. Some people like budgeting, some people like writing everything down. Yeah. Other people have everything online. Some people don't like having things online. Like it's just a balance for everyone. But those are some great tips. And I hope that some of our listeners can take that and use it and implement it in their day to day lives. Yeah, I feel bad because I'm like, oh, budget tips, but I like don't budget. But I, I mean, that's just real. Like that's no, the reality yeah. of it. Yeah. And I, and I, I mean, I, I think everybody's financial situation is different too. So it's hard to give blanket advice on that. Like I, yeah. that's my problem with all of these money management books. I feel like the people who give the money management advice are bajillionaires. It's <laughs> like, okay, well you don't get it, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. It's definitely a subject that's like hard to give general advice for because it's yeah. different for everyone. And you know, for some people, even month to month is different because of like their job, if it's a seasonal work or if it's like a busy time, like totally, like that, you're so. so right. Yeah. Or, and I think that's why it's important. I will say like, this is where I stress to people like the multiple streams of income. Like even if you do have a full-time job, sell something on Etsy or like do something on the side. Like I know people, friends who do like tutoring work, like they'll, you know, video, like they're going to be teachers, but they'll yeah. video chat students. And like, I don't think it's like crazy money or anything, but it still is creating those multiple streams of income just in case. Um, and it's that those type of things is what creates like that fun spending money. Um, yeah. because then you can, you know, use your money from your quote, real job or your career to pay your bills, to do those more stable things. And then if you want to, you know, buy yourself a new dress or something. No, I totally agree. I think that's really great advice. And I think that now we're seeing that, especially in these like last couple of months, I don't know, but like a lot of my friends have like started their own businesses, started their own, like even just like Instagram accounts, like with their um, fitness or like yeah. with their like fashion, like even just things that might not like directly make you money now, but that you're passionate about that like later on might open other doors, I think is also important because sometimes even if you have a full-time job or like for me in school, it can be draining to do just one thing every single day. So finding that thing you're passionate about and just doing it to like make you happy. And if it makes you money, that's great. But like, if not, it's still something that's really great and, you know, can be a resume builder or something like that. Totally, totally. Definitely agree. And then, so kind of transitioning our conversation a little bit, um, social media for you has been a really positive thing in your life and it's very important to your day to day. And that's like the same for so many people, but social media can also be really hard because you can compare yourself a lot. You can compare your achievements for you, like maybe follower count, like all that, that sort of thing. So how do you balance that aspect of your career and like maintaining your mental health while still being super active in all your platforms? I think this is a really relevant question considering that everything is online and a lot of students are even more engaged on social media and like way more on different platforms, especially in these like last couple months and like now as like September comes and school starts as well. Totally, totally. Well, okay, there's a few things. Do I still struggle with it? Of course, like I'm not a perfect person and I definitely in the past have been a really, really jealous person, especially when I worked my job. I remember like literally going on it, like I couldn't go on Instagram when I worked my job because I was just so jealous of these people who I was like, oh, like they're out there like, you know, whatever, all my friends who didn't necessarily have real jobs or what my friends were YouTubers who I just was like, oh my God, like they don't get it. Like uh, I have a real job, you know what I mean? Cause I was bitter and jealous of course that I was working, like I was sad in my life and that's why I felt that way, which is why I kind of like understood that like hater mentality, which is so not good. But anyways, so my advice to that is, and I know it's so cliche and said, but been said before but like you're on your own path you are your own unique person everybody's path is different so you have to you know kind of shine in that and like be okay with 
not being okay or be okay with your current situation. And I know it's hard and I know that it's like, it's, it's a tough reality to face. And I hate say, even saying it because people are like, oh, shut up, Brooke. But like, seriously, um, I try not to compare my exact position to friends on or off social media because I just know that we're, we're different people at the end of the day. Like we've had different experiences up until this point. So it's hard to, we're not going to be the same. And that's like, at the end, that's it. And then I also, another thing that I do is instead of channeling my jealousy as jealousy I try to channel that into not not only like drive to work harder but I try to be I try to be happy for the person so if I see my friends who are getting really cool opportunities on social media or even if it's just like a personal thing like I was you know scrolling through Instagram the other day and I saw a group of friends like together and I was like oh damn like that looks so fun like I wish I could you know fly to Atlanta and see my friends right now but like we're in a pandemic I'm not going to do that so I try to, you know, be, just be happy for them and just generally be like, good for them, happy, you know, maybe X out of the app, move on. It doesn't have to be this long drawn out thing. Um, and I think that jealousy just does no one any good. Like, I don't think that that's a productive way to think and feel. I think that by channeling it into more happiness, like I've just seen way more good come back into my life by being that person who's genuinely like happy for other people. And like, instead of being that jealous spiteful person you know what I mean no for sure I think what you said even though it is cliche and it's said so many times until you really understand it and are able to like implement it like you just have to keep saying it because it just it's so true everyone is so different like like you said like everyone's experiences have been so different up until this point and like no one is the same no one's had yeah you know even from like when you were like little even like your childhood like you guys didn't grow up the same you know everything is just different so exactly it seems the same on social media it's uh it's definitely a trade-off and like a balance you know for me i found that when i was at university um and you know at i was at university of toronto and it's more of a demanding school and sometimes I'd find myself like Friday nights, Saturday nights, I'd be in studying and my friends at the universities, you know, would always be out or I was like, oh, I don't have yeah. any friends as them, like that type of thing. But it's also just like a balance. Like you have moments where you're out and people are looking at you and, you know, wish they were you. And then, you know, there's other times where, you know, you're the one inside, like looking out, like it's always a balance and just kind of like remembering that social media isn't also real life. It's a part of real life, but not everything. Mm-hmm. And just like remembering that when you're scrolling through Instagram. Completely. It's just, it's just a balance. You just gotta kind of know when to also stop scrolling because sometimes you could get really deep and you just keep going or even on I TikTok. Agree. TikTok is the worst. You can be on TikTok for literally an hour and have no idea. I know, I know, I, I, I get that. It's, you just have to turn, yeah, I completely agree. You have to turn it off and like do some, even if you don't wanna like get offline, like watch Netflix or do something else to like get your mind yeah. distracted because it is, yeah, it's not worth it. And I think it also just takes a reality check on your own situation. Because like I said, I was in that hater mentality because I was so deeply unhappy in my own life. So I think it just mm-hmm. takes that inner check of being like, hmm, why am I so jealous right now? Oh, probably because I don't like something in my own life. So maybe I should work on myself, you know? Yeah, that's really important too. Um, and then to close it off, what is one piece of advice that you want to leave our listeners with that you wish you knew at the beginning of, career, of your career or a piece of advice that you've been given throughout your career that still really sticks with you? Um, I think this is just like a blanket advice that applies to everything in your life. And like my mom has always preached things like this, but just doing life for you. Um, I mean, there were, I faced, I don't want to be like, I faced so many obstacles. Like I grew up very privileged, like in a great community. And like, you know, my family, like I said, bought me my first computer, first camera, all that stuff. So it wasn't even like, that thing, but I dealt with bullying. I dealt with, you know, people telling, like really, I dealt with 
like I said, periods of, you know, discouragement, periods where I didn't grow, periods where I saw people who, you know, had, like, I, like even now I see people who start, started a year ago who are passing me in followers, you know what I mean? So you just have to keep going and know in your heart, like, do it for you. And I apply that to everything. You know, if I'm posting a picture because I'm like, oh, I look good right now, am I posting that picture because, and this is something I'm still working on, because I want validation from someone or a guy or someone to see it, or because I genuinely... I'm doing it for myself and I'm happy with, you know, my fitness progress or like, you know, my life right now, whatever it is. Um, so I always try to emphasize to people, do it for you. And that also goes, then we can tie that to your own passion. You know, if people are trying to, I feel so much for these people whose families kind of dictate what they do and like their life path for them. Cause that just wasn't my story. Um, and it's tough, you know, if you feel like you have to fit this mold, like if your whole family was, you know, generations of lawyers and you're like, okay, now I have to be a lawyer too. Like I am so, and you don't want to do that. You know, like you have to live your life for you and explore what makes you happy. And it might take some extra time. You know, you might, that's what I feel like I'm doing right now. I feel like, you know, I, I have so many other friends that are so stable in their life path. And I feel like I have stability to a certain extent too, but I'm just doing me for now. And I'm like, I'll figure it out as I go. Um, so I would say you got this and yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great place to leave it off and kind of summon and tie together everything we've talked about. Um, Brooke, I want to thank you so much for joining us in the Business Casual. Today was such a great conversation and we really explored a really different career path that is a really great career path. And if you're passionate about it, it's something that can really be a great addition to your life and something that not a lot of people know about. So I'm glad that you're able to like shine some light on the YouTube influencer world and um, your career path so far. So again, thank you so much for joining us in the show. Listeners, you guys can check out Brooke on her Instagram, YouTube. We'll have it all linked to our Instagram as well. Um, but I highly recommend you guys check her out because her videos are awesome. Thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I love everything you're doing. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and check us out on Instagram at business.casual.podcast. Till next time.